What's going on everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around and we're going to get started right now. Well, I want to welcome all of you guys back to another episode of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., and I am excited, y'all, for the opportunity that I have to come to these microphones and share uh, with you uh, some stories behind people's brands. Uh, Almost 60 episodes. Well, by the time this episode drops, we'll be well over the 60-episode mark. And uh, what that means to me is consistency. And uh, one of the things that I want to help you guys understand is that whenever you see a brand that is showing up and it has stood the test of time, it has been consistent, as I like to say, as a hot iron, you have to understand that the impact that they're having has a lot more to do than just the products or services that they present. It has often a lot to do with who they are. And that's where we lean into the story behind the brand. And and here's here's the thing that I I need everybody to understand. I I believe that that stuff matters, y'all. Oftentimes when we show up and we recognize that there are brands that we're doing business with that are changing the game, not only for you as a consumer, but for your families and the whole bit, it is because of these stories behind the brand. So with that being said, I'm excited to invite to the stage a brother who I've met uh, more than 30 years ago now when I was a station manager at a radio station in D.C. And uh, he and I uh, broke bread. We got to know each other. And throughout my career over the years, he has been hugely instrumental in me getting to where I am. The story behind his brand is amazing. There is an evolution that has taken place. So I'm super excited to have my guy. Y'all show some love for Dr. Willie Jolly. Let's get it. Good to have you, my friend. How you doing today, sir? Uh, Good morning. Good day. Good day. Good day. Well, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. Oh, no, I didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are wrapped up in it. Good day. It's a great day to be alive. I am grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be with my guy, Let me tell you something, Dr. Jolly, I think that a lot of people who have had the pleasure of hearing you speak on stage, you know, they, they, they look at the energy that you bring and you've been doing this for quite a while. You stood on the stages with some of the greatest public speakers of our modern era. And, um, but it didn't start there. Um, A lot of people, if they don't know your story, it evolved from something. So I want to take people back really quickly and we'll jump in a little bit and kind of frame up how that uh, how you grew up, the things that you were exposed to, the, the contribution that that had to who you are today and how your brand shows up. So take us back to Willie Jolly growing up. Uh, what were some of your influences and what were some of the things that you learned that had everything to do with your current brand today? Well, thank you for that great question, Glenn. And first, I want to say hello to everybody on Clubhouse and all my friends. Hello to everybody. And thank you for your support and your encouragement. I am a speaker who used to be a singer who still sings, but 
Uh, I was a full-time singer, made my living for many, many years as a full-time singer, singing jingles during the day and nightclubs at night. Jingles, you've heard my voice on Pizza Hut and making it great. We work well together, news for and you. B-E-T, Black Entertainment TV. I sang jingles during the day, and that's how I made some money, but I made the majority of my income singing in nightclubs, dark, dank, smoke-filled nightclub, but I kept singing because they kept paying me and singing the songs they wanted because they kept paying me what they, you know, a little bit of money. I thought it was something, but it wasn't much. But I grew up in Washington, D.C. My mother was a school teacher. My father was an entrepreneur. He was a journalist. He was a journalist. He was one of the uh, editors for the National News Press Association, and he was a White House correspondent, one of the top, uh, one of the first five black White House correspondents. And so I had that influence of the education as well as the communication. And so I grew up and love of music. My mom said we were we were related to Duke Ellington. She remembered going over to Ellington's home when she was a child and met Duke Ellington many times and they were related. So I had music, I had information, I had education, and it all started to come together as I grew up in Washington and went on to American, went to Roosevelt High School, then American University. Then I went to get my master's degree in theology at Wesley Seminary, thinking that I was going to be a preacher because I had this desire to inspire people, had this desire to encourage people. And the only avenue I knew if somebody had that interest was being a preacher. So I went to seminary and realized as I got there, I was kind of like a fish out of water. I, I I had the inspiration and the information and the encouragement thing, but I I didn't have the call on my life to be a pastor. And so I got through the the uh, degree, and then uh, the district superintendent of the church, which I was a member of at that point, came over to me and said, "We got a church for you." And I said, "You know what? I can't take it." What? You're finishing this seminary degree. You're getting your master's. I can't take it. He said, why? I said, I have not heard the call. And I can't take it because mama want me to, or grandmama want me to, or daddy want me to, or anybody want me. I got to hear from God. If God doesn't call me to that office, then I can't step up in there. I've got something else I'm supposed to do. I, at that point, did not know what it was. And so I started singing and making my living for the next seven years, singing jingles during the day and uh, nightclubs. And one night I went in the nightclub, the club owner said, we made a change, we love your band, we love you guys, but there's something cheaper that's filling up nightclubs and it's cheaper than live entertainment. We're gonna give it a try. We bought a karaoke machine. I said, what? (laughs) What? What about my bills? I learned that night nobody cares about your bills, but you and the people you owe. But it was in that moment that someone blessed me. I was depressed. I was discouraged. I didn't know what else to do. I had no other outlet for making a living. And this was the top of the food chain in Washington for singing in clubs. It was the best gig in town. And so I said, what am I going to do to pay? I was married, had two little kids. And a friend of mine gave me a cassette motivational tape. I had never heard motivation. And on this guy, on this tape was a guy who said, in five years, you'll be the same person you are today, except for two things. The people you meet who you, who inspire you and the books you read that empower you. Now, I was not a reader at that point. I wouldn't read a book. Uh, I would. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you could read a book. I did. I mean, I, I, I look. I was a. I was a. I was a guy. I was a half of the class at high school that made the top half possible. Okay. 
I mean, I, I skated through all of that. But when I got that message from that motivational cassette, I read books. The first book I read was a book called Think and Grow Rich. And that, that same guy gave me that cassette, gave me that book. And then I started reading The ma the Magic of Thinking Big, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World. I just became the richest man in Babylon. I just became a student. I became hungry. And things started changing. I took a job. Now, once my thinking changed, I took a job. And let me give you a scripture for that. When you change your thinking, you'll change your future. Scripture says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you change your thinking, you'll change your future. Well, I start thinking, well, there's something better. Maybe there's something better. Took a job with the Washington, D.C. public school system as a drug prevention coordinator. And as part of my job, I had to give little speeches to kids. And from the little kids, the teachers would say, oh, that was good. Can you come to my teacher's group? And I'd go to the teacher's group. And someone there would say, oh, can you come to my church? And I'd come to the church and give a motivational, inspirational message. And that's when it started changing. And people come up after, oh, I work for this company, that company, this group, that group, this government agency. Can you speak for our people? We need your kind of energy. And it continued to grow. And then one day, the great motivational speaker, Les Brown, heard me speak in a, a, a little meeting. He was walking by the room and he heard my voice and stopped and listened to me. He came in at the end of my speech and said, look, you've got something unique and different because you mix speaking and music together, I'm creating a tour and I need an opening act. It's called the Music and Motivation Dream Team Tour. Are you interested? I said, yes. And shortly after that, we kicked off the Music and Motivation Dream Team Tour, which featured Les Brown, Billy Preston, a great organist, Gladys Knight, the Empress of Soul, my dear friend, and a little guy from Washington, D.C. Because of Les and Gladys, they introduced me to media people. I got a little radio show. It got popular. It got syndicated. You can now hear me across America every morning on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on Praise Network at 820 Eastern, 720 Central. And you can that led to Sirius XM, where I now have the number one self-help show in the country on Sirius XM, channel 141 on Saturdays at four o'clock, which led to a book publisher hear me on the radio, call my office. Have you ever thought about writing a book? No, I never thought about writing a book. I barely read books that I used to. Did not read them now, but I, I didn't know. No, I, he made me an offer. He said, "I got an offer for you." I said, "Huh? What you just say?" He told me what he was offering and what kind of money. I said, "I just thought about it. I'm gonna write a book." <laughs> that book came called "It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life." Became a national bestseller. Then the book that changed my life: a setback is a setup for a comeback. It came out. And it went global and it became a global bestseller. Then turned setbacks into greenbacks. Then an attitude of excellence. Then chicken soup for the Christian soul. And now my new marriage book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, that I wrote with my wife. And then things started happening. And then in 1999, I got a call from Toastmasters saying, you just been named one of the top five speakers in the world for this year. Former winners include Colin Powell, Norma Schwarzkopf, Nelson Mandela, Margaret Thatcher. And then in 2005, I was inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. In 2013, named a legend of the speaking industry. In 2016, named one of the top five leadership speakers in the world. And all of that happened because I had a setback. But it started with a parent, a mom and a dad who believed in me, who encouraged me to focus on communication, education, and information. 
I love it. I love it. Dr. Jolly, one of the things, and if you are just tuning in to this by way of the live platform that we're sitting here recording on Clubhouse, welcome. If you're viewing us on LinkedIn, welcome. Um, if you're listening to this podcast as a replay, uh, maybe it's on Spotify or Apple uh, Play, it, it doesn't matter. Welcome. Let me, let me tell you who you're listening to. And I keep hearing the word, Willie, show up. Yes. And, 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 I, and, and today... I coach people who I just cannot drill that into their head enough as the what comes with what what comes with showing up. Yeah. And, and if, as I listen to your evolution, like all you did was what you knew to do at the time. Yeah. And because you showed up, it gave birth to the next. Day. Can you speak to. Yeah. Maybe in your travels a little bit, what is the fear and why is it that people don't show up? And what would you say as to why that's absolutely important? Oh, it's critically important. First, I, I, I'll give you the importance first, and then I'll tell you why people don't do it. Okay. Statistics show that if you just show up in life, you get the opportunity, the possibility to promotion 80% of the time. Just show up. Now, if you show up on time, you get the opportunity, the promotion, 85% of the time. You show up on time with a plan, you get the opportunity, promotion, 90% of the time. Show up on time with a plan and implement the plan, you get the opportunity 95% of the time. Show up on time with a plan and implement that plan with excellence. Come on, somebody, with excellence. Be the best you you can be. You get the opportunity, the possibility, and the promotion 100% of the time. You got to keep showing up. So first thing, you got to show up, folks. Show up, show up, and do it with excellence. I wrote a book called An Attitude of Excellence, An Attitude of Excellence, and I encourage you all to go to winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com is a whole website there about Attitude of Excellence, and that's a suite of sites or all my different sites are one place, winwithwilly.com. But I talk about attitude of excellence, and I talk about that show-up process as part one of the five steps that will grow your personal success. You got to wake up and use the stuff you got. You got to show up with your stuff and get engaged. You got to stand up and become the best you you can be. You got to step up to the plate and swing for the fences, and then you got to think up. Make up your mind to win. Now, that goes right to the first part of your question you asked. Why won't people show up? Because they're scared. Okay, they're scared to show up. They're scared, they're scared, they're scared. And why are they scared? Because fear is a force that will keep you from being all God meant you to be. But you weren't given a spirit of fear. You were given a, a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. But what happens is you learn fear along the way. You learn about fear of rejection, the fear of success, the fear of snakes, the fear of loud noises, the fear. Look, there are only two fears you were born with, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. You, those are, are defense mechanism. The fear of darkness. Somebody told you the boogeyman when you were a child. You better watch the boogeyman. And all of these kind of things were instilled in you. Now, there are three ways you get information. And they are critically important. The first one, it is impressed 
in your DNA. It is, in, I mean, uh, uh, and, and yeah, impressed. It's like impacted. If it, it, it beat that, you come out with either be right hand or left hand. Uh, your eyes are brown or blue or whatever. Or your skin is brown. You got curly hair. You got, you got kind of tight hair. Whatever. That's how you were came out. But then you are next. Uh, the next level is impacted, and and that is when you're impacted by your teachers, your parents. They give you information and say, "Hey, here's how you talk." If we were in France, we'd talk with uh, bonjour. Uh, if we were in in in, in a, a Latin speaking bar, come on, come on, stop. We would have different ways because of what we are taught. But then the third way is inspired. That's when the, somebody inspires you, and that's what I hope I'm going to do with. With you today. Inspire. What does the word inspire mean? To breathe anew, to put new energy, new breath, new force in your life. Now, if you went to the hospital and you went to visit somebody and they said, oh, I'm so sorry to say they expired this morning at 8 a.m. You'd know that the breath of life went out of them, expired. Their breath of life went out. It is over. But if they were inspired the breath of life came into them and that's what I, I want you to know that there are people who will inspire you and, and encourage you and uplift you and give you new breath when you're down on your last last bit of energy for something or somebody inspires you that's why I created music and programs and resources and audios to help people uh, I got a whole new program called uh, the month the the, is, is music that we created and is uh, Music and Motivation Power Book. And, and I encourage you to go to musicmotivationpowerbook.com and hear some of the music. It's The whole job is to inspire you with music. And then, of course, the one-minute messages on Get Up Morning, my one-minute daily video messages that we send out to people around the globe. Uh, I, in fact, let me give you those uh, where you can get that free. I want to inspire many people. I, I can't got millions of followers now, but yeah. I got to have more. Go to WJ. Wow.com. W-A-Wow.com. And just get the free resources and sign up for the daily one-minute messages. They will inspire you. We get people who call us, reach out to us, email us, send us messages, tweet to us, say, that message today was for me. That's what I needed. Absolutely. You need somebody to tell you it's going to be all right. Am I right about it, Glenn Brooks? Let me say this. You are absolutely right. I can't write fast enough. Listen, y'all, I, when I met Willie 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, he, he had the same energy. And when you talk about consistency, one of the things that you said, Willie, and, and every time you talk, you inspire me. Every time you talk, every time I hear you, when I see you on social media, I can always count on one thing, and that is you're going to say something that causes my spirit to leap. Amen. And this is the thing that I need people to understand. And you have mastered this, my friend. And that is when you show up, give more than you take. Yeah. Can yeah. you explain just a little bit about what that looks like? And why is it that you are so free to give the way you do? And when people are in your presence, and I've experienced this where it is, you're not tight lip, you're not close to the vest. You will share your wisdom. You will share, you, you've mentored me in places that quite frankly, I needed to hear a specific thing from a person who had been there and done that, but you do that effortlessly. Willie, where does that come from? And why do we need that in order to be able to continue to grow? You know, I, I mentioned Les Brown. Les Brown is not only my uh, dear friend, uh, my brother, but he's been a great mentor. And 
Uh, we up until the pandemic, we were uh, on the Get Motivated tour. We've been on a number of tours. The first tour was the one with me, Les Gladys, and Billy Preston. And then years later, we did uh, another tour. Uh, for years, Les Brown, General Colin Powell, Zig Ziglar were the featured speakers on the Get Motivated tour. They would go to the big arenas, and I'd go to the Capitol Center in D.C. or the uh, 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 Verizon Center or wherever they were coming, and I'd sit in the front row taking notes. Well, in 2012, Zig died, and one day I got the call from getting motivated saying we've been looking for the replacement for Zig. You're the, you're the replacement. And I had time then to be able to be with, with Les every day. We were doing two cities a week. So we would fly on Monday, do an event on Tuesday, fly again on uh, Wednesday and do media and then do another event on Thursday. And then we go home on Friday uh, or wherever I was going to my next speech. But I was around Les. We would sit and have dinner. And he said something I've never forgotten years ago, but he said this when the first door, give with no expectation of anything in return. Just give. And the Bible is true. As you give, so shall it be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. That's not just finances. It's about giving your time, giving your energy, giving your resources in terms of your encouragement to others. It might not come from the person you're giving it to, but it will return to you. And it does not come back void. It'll come back to you in ways that you can't even imagine. Just bless somebody. I have a daily goal, Glenn Brooks. I have a daily goal to do something good for somebody today. Just somebody today. And I, at the end of the day, I said, did I help somebody? Did I just do something for somebody? I might have just said good morning to somebody. I might have just helped somebody who who needed a, 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 a who had a few dollars short on their on their bill in the, at the grocery store. I might have helped somebody in, in a new way. I, I, I'll, I'll help somebody uh, uh, who might be struggling with something. Hey, what can I do to help you? Just do something good for somebody every day. So, you know, I don't know where it's going to come from, but I know it's going to come. You know what? We'll, and, 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 and uh, you know, I'm so, I'm so upset that, you know, we, we actually have time limits on this show. But here's the thing that I love about this opportunity. There are some people that are listening to this that is overthinking all of what they're doing in terms of showing up and being able to add value to people. One of the things that I realized that you have done for me, man, is in your giving, you are planting seeds. And I, I need you to notice, if I've never um, said it this way, and we talk a lot, but you are a seed spreader, sir. Yes, and one of the things that I recognize about seeds, seeds are pregnant with possibilities. And they're mm. often put in places that most of us don't understand where it ends up. But you never scatter seed with the idea of being intentional on who gets what. You just show up and sow. And as a result, the fruit of your investment or your sowing looks like me. Mm. It looks like the people we get to impact every single day. And so I just want to encourage you, sir, to keep showing up, keep Man. sowing seed, and keep understanding that seeds are absolutely pregnant with possibilities. And you get to look and talk, and, and, and we connect on a personal level in many cases throughout the year. But I just want to let you know, man, you, you have so much value to Man. so many people. Keep doing what you're doing, my friend. 
Bless me with that. I know our time is short. I want to encourage everybody to do a few things. One, go to winwithwilly.com. Check out the all of our all the sites on there and get some of the free stuff. There's a there you can get a free chapter from a marriage book right there at the Jolly Marriage. Click that. Get a free chapter from the marriage book. If you're married, you're in a relationship or you want a better relationship. And if you get the book, get two copies, one for you and one for your significant other. So you can read it together and grow together. And so we've saved marriages. We've had people who were on the way to divorce court who said, I was already filed the paper, but something said, let me get two copies. And they did. And they said, we ended up tearing up the paper and, and doing wonderfully. So get that. We got motivation for your young people, for teenagers. We've got uh, your business to grow. We've got your personal development. We've got your spiritual and my faith base, jollygoodnews.org, where I speak for faith-based organizations. You'll see my, my message at the Crystal Cathedral on our power and all of those kind of things. So just go to winwithwilly.com and then go to wjwow.com to free to get the free goodies I, I offered. The, the Think and Grow Rich book, some of the audio, some of the music wjwild.com and I love that uh, a seed spread I want to spread this to people because I know how somebody blessed me somebody helped me when I had nothing I was a I was a broke busted nightclub singer but somebody gave me that cassette tape and it changed my life and that book it changed my life and now I'm able to speak all of it I just finished speaking Two days ago, I was the opening keynote speaker. Bishop Jakes was a closing keynote speaker. And we just had a tremendous time at the John Hope, uh, uh, the John Hope Bryant Hope Foundation Forum. I mean, we've been just able to go around the world, Dubai and South Africa and Japan, all over the world, giving these messages. And God is still getting, getting ready to do big things. So I'll I love close it. with this. I think we're about time out, but I share my closing story. And this is my favorite story to share when I was on the Get motivated tour. And so many people say, just share that. I'll do it quickly. I was a new speaker. I had no books, no tapes, no television, no radio, no credentials to be a speaker, struggling to keep the phones on, struggling to keep the lights on. I'd make sales calls. People say, I don't know who you are and hang up in my face. I'd get discouraged, wouldn't make any more calls that day because of rejection. I hated that feeling of rejection. And then some days it would take me a couple of days to get my dander back up. One day I thought of my calls. The first guy I talked to said, I like your energy. I have a meeting. You'd be perfect to be the speaker. I said, great. He said, uh, the date I'm available. Yes, I'm available. He told me to mount. Oh, man, that's better than what I said to myself. That's better than what I usually charge. He said, I'm going to give you a round trip ticket to Orlando, Florida, where we're having the meeting. Please come and wow my people. I went to Orlando. I gave my speech. They gave me a standing ovation. They hollered and screamed. Then they gave me my check. I was ecstatic. I looked at that check. My God, I've never been paid this much. Put the check in my pocket, finished meeting and greeting people, went to the airport on the plane feeling good plane take off feeling good i pulled the check out a second time to get that thrill a second time but when i looked at the check the second time i got depressed because i realized that money was already allocated i owed everybody anybody ever got your check before you get home you know it's gone i started having a pity party with myself right there in b22 an older gentleman across the aisle must have sensed i was struggling he struck up a conversation with me told me he was a minister he lectured every day in a different city about health and wealth i said you speak every day he said yes i said you fly every day he said yes we spoke for a few more minutes, then he asked me a question that changed the trajectory of my future, and I hope it will change the trajectory of yours. He said, young man, how old do you think I am? I looked him up and down. I said, sir, I think you're about 60. He smiled. He took off his glasses. He looked me dead in the eye. He said, young man, I'm 88 years old. I'm 88, 
and my best is yet to come. Oh, good God Almighty. In that moment, everything. Oh, I went home with a new attitude and I got on that phone and started making sales calls. When people say no, I say next. They say, I'm not interested. I say, you, you're not the right one. Well, 30 years have gone by. I've been inducted in the Speaker Hall of Fame. I've been named one of the top five speakers in the world. I got best-selling books, television, radio, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I came here to my friend Glenn Brooks' show and this Clubhouse platform to say to everybody who's listening, without a question in my mind, your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. You have only just a minute. Only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon you. You can't refuse it. You didn't seek it. You didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But your eternities are wrapped up in it. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. A treat. A joy beyond measure for me would be on my God. I love it. I love it. I love that guy. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, sir. You have no idea how honored I am, man. I'm excited. Y'all, for those of you guys who uh, tuned in to back into this, we're going to be making sure that we drop all the information that Dr. Jolly talked about. Uh, if he has a few minutes, we're going to have him stick around for a little bit. And uh, if there's any questions, maybe from you guys who are in the live audience, for those of you guys who are listening to the podcast, I just want to say thank you. And I want you to be inspired to understand there's always a story behind the brand. My name is Glenn P. Brooks Jr. And I appreciate you for pulling up for We All Need some help Wednesday the podcast and we'll see you next week y'all already know what time it is you cannot get to any place of significance by yourself and the reason is is because we all need some help y'all be good and we'll talk to you next week well I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of we all need some help Wednesday the podcast uh, be sure to download this and if you need to connect to us any kind of way uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com at the end of the day y'all already know what time it is you cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help y'all be good and we'll talk soon